and welcome to the South Road, boys. How are you? I'm <laughs> good. I just I noticed the last couple of episodes um, you've been very musical with your opening. Ah, uh, it's not it, just welcome to the South Road, boys. Like mm. you've got this tone. Well, it's it's Christmassy, and you know there's singing in the air, and I'm getting ready for my carols. I love this. Remember last year when we spoke about that? We were talking about the fact of you know how many. Carols that it take to do things like how many carols do you need? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the actual scheme was again, but it was something to do with you a know, collective caroling. A collective caroling. Yeah. yeah, with all the carols possibly. Well, exactly. So if you well, if you're listening to this now, I'm hoping that you attended the um, Olveston Christmas carols because that was my breakout sensation of hosting my very first Christmas carols, and I think next year I'll probably be flown to the Sydney My Music well, Bowl. So last week. You let me know that you were going and doing another gig. Mm. So and hustle. now you're using this gig, our gig, yes, to promote your other gig. Well, you know. I tell you what. Filthy. He, I'm filthy. Here is my promise to you, Mr. Barnes. Oh, no. When the good people at the Sydney, Sydney Meyer Music Bowl, which is not in Sydney, it's in Melbourne, um, contact me to do Christmas Carols 2022 mm-hmm. hosting, I will put in a very good word for you. Oh, thank you. To potentially come in at some level. You might need to put on a big red suit, um, but, you know. It's not quite what I was anticipating. Well, you know, I don't know how big a sway I'm going to have. I mean, surely, and I mean, this is another 12 months down the track. Mm. Surely by that time, our names will be so big yeah. that they'll want the South Road Boys duo. Possibly. But once again, it is Christmas carols, so whilst we may have infamy, being famous is not always a good thing. You're saying <laughs> it's not really our um, our wheelhouse? Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. But it might be. Maybe it's what it needs. It's very jolly Christmas. Maybe what Christmas needs is a bit of SRB. SRB to lift it up. Come on, bring- restructure the brand. Fucking the Christmas pandas. Christmas pandas. Exactly. I mean, that would be so good. Hot. <laughs> imagine it. I mean, imagine even just changing over the reindeers to pandas. Perfect. Brilliant. <laughs> imagine them in the snow. You can only see the black bits. <laughs> They'd be half ninja pandas. Yes. Half stealthy. Rudolph the red-nosed panda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'd be shit, though, wouldn't they? All they'd do is just fucking roll around in the snow. <laughs> exactly. They wouldn't do anything. Sandra would get eat, nowhere. Eat bamboo. <laughs> there wouldn't be a lot of bamboo at the pole. Probably not. You have to import it. Yeah. Mind you, speaking of pandas and their country of origin, China. Yes. Did you see what happened this week? As you would be aware, my favourite Olympics are coming up. Yes. Winter the, Olympics. The wintry ones. Now, China's a very big country. And it is being one of the powerhouses in the world mm-hmm. of global economies and, you know, spreading viruses yep. or whatever. <laughs> and whilst we love this big brown land we call Australia and we think that, you know, Aussie, 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 um, I don't think it's the country we probably should be starting a fight with. No. Did you see that we bandwagoned in with the USA? Yeah. USA. We always do, though, because the US is like the big brother. So we've got to go along with the US because that way, if we get in a bit of a fight, we've got a big brother to help us out. So yeah. sometimes we do things that maybe, I oh, don't know, aren't really in our best interests. Yeah, but I'm not sure that this is 
the fight that we needed to join. <laughs> but it's a very passive-aggressive way of snubbing China. And for those who aren't aware, um, China's having the Beijing Winter Olympics, I think, in February? Late January, I'm not February? sure when it is, but it's not far away. Winter mm. in the Northern Hemisphere, so I would imagine it'd be January, February. Um, and the USA have made a decision because of China's treatment of someone. I can't remember who. They don't agree with what It's a human done. rights issue. It's a human rights issue is what they're saying. It's got nothing to do with COVID. Um, that they are no longer going to be sending officials to the Winter Olympics. Their, their athletes can still attend, but their officials will not be going. And so Australia went, yeah, we're not sending our officials <laughs> yeah, That's pretty much what happened. Which is pretty much like saying we don't have a budget and we can't really afford not only athletes, but we can't also send officials, so we'll just not send officials. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a wanky way out, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, very passive-aggressive. <laughs> just, there's not really any, even anything to it. China's gone, fuck off then. Don't come. Don't yeah. give a shit. We've got another billion people. We'll make some officials out of them. Exactly. And you know what? We're going to win all the gold anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, look, America. Mm. What are you going to do? Exactly. Mm. Mind you, sports. Did you see... <laughs> Did you see, and we don't talk a lot of sports here in the South Road Boys. No, we don't. Um, no, we should have a weekly sports segment. <laughs> <laughs> Talking sports with the South, a weekly sports talk? Really? Do you think we'd have enough? No, oh, well, you probably would, but I'd, you know. <laughs> Are you familiar with the New Zealand player, Ajaz Patel? No. Are you aware that he has become the third person in history to do something in the game of cricket, international cricket? That has yet never been done. No. So AJ inform me. Ajaz AJAZ Patel has joined Test Cricket's most exclusive club with one of the most difficult achievements possible on a field. What I'm going to tell you. So I thought you were going to say something funny. <clears throat> no, no, no. Very, very serious. He's he was uh, fielding. He's actually a bowler. Congrats to the Aussies on one of the first Ashes Test too. Correct. Uh, left arm spinner. Mm-hmm. And on the opening day, his figures were 10 for 119. Oh, he got every wicket. Every single wicket. Fuck. He bowled out the fucking side. Every wicket. 10 for 119 from 47.5 overs against India. Ten wickets. Fucking ten <laughs> wickets. Is that ever, are you saying that's the third time it's happened? England leg spinner Jim Larker was the first bowler to take a Test 10 against Australia in 1956 at Old Trafford. Indian spin ace uh, Anil Kumble is only the third player to ever, uh, the only other player to ever do so, and he did it against Pakistan in 1990. Uh, 1999, sorry. Um but uh, it's the greatest figures ever by a New Zealander, beating Sir Richard Hadley, <laughs> nine for 52. He got a nine for? Nine for 52. <laughs> Shit. For 52, for fuck's sake. I don't sake. remember that. In 1985, mate. You're only in grade seven. True, but I mean, we still, I mean, we were all cricket tragics back then as kids. Yeah. Maybe he didn't perhaps look at the scores as much. It was more following the teams and not really. Who won? Yeah. Who won? But 10 for. 10 for. That's ridiculous. That it, it's greedy. It, on an international stage, it's not like, you know, the 
the Stoport. Yeah, someone's been to beast, get the Stoport cl- bloody Colts or <laughs> exactly yeah, the reserves. Yeah, big shout out to the port. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Denver. That is a very, very phenomenal effort. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, Imagine so- being the tenth one though, because you just be like fuck's sake, whatever you do, don't give him ten. Yeah, don't give get him out to somebody lot. else. Yep. And then what does he do? Probably fucking goes for a swing, does and, something fucking stupid. And do you reckon New Zealand, when he was on eight or nine, went, right, let's just loll him up for the opposite end and then we'll put him on <laughs> to really play. We don't care what they score on the from the Paddington end, yep. as the expression would be. But when uh, Ajaz is bowling, that's when the field comes in and we really put the screws on. Tenfer. Tenfer. I reckon Sir Richard, though, I mean, I know he only got nine, but nine for 52 or something. That's just a whitewash. That's a shellacking. <laughs> An absolute shellacking. And you reckon Sir Richard probably bowled most of them, whereas <laughs> Ajaz, I think, I don't think he was responsible. I think there was a lot of courts and all that yeah. kind of stuff, but um, phenomenal effort. Still, 10 wickets. Gobby's all round, I reckon. Gobby's all round. <laughs> Gobby's all round. Fucking like, that has got to be... like. If you're going to the, if he's going to try out for the IPL early next year in uh, the 2020 competition in India, mm-hmm. I reckon he's going to go for a pretty penny. I reckon. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, and with a name like Patel, um, wouldn't be surprised if India has shown a bit of a shine to him. I had um, one of uh, the girls that I work with. She doesn't like cricket at all. <laughs> we don't and, like uh, cricket. And she posted, loved it. Posted <laughs> a couple of things on Facebook, tagged me in it. You know, with, the, with quotes that are yes. showing how boring cricket is and all the rest of it. Uh, and she put up one on Saturday night. Just tagged me. So I just put a comment on Facebook. Um, just tagged her in it and said, "I'm, I'm going to fight you with a couple of fisty things and then yes. just a laughy face." Um, just that that thing, you know, basically. This is it. You, me, car park now. Um, about half an hour half an hour later, um, Facebook message mm. um, going against their bloody community standards, and um, they took the comment down. No way. And said basically that um, if I did another abusive comment within a period of time, I could get banned for a month. You were going to get banned <laughs> from Facebook for taking someone down. Facebook needs to have a sarcasm fucking- Emoji. Emoji or something. Yes. Because, I mean, surely- the laughy face is meant to kind of go, the heart taking the piss kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, I don't think they got it. I'm not but it'll sure. But there'll be robots too. Oh, I mean, it's bot- not, I it's not think- like you've got a, a team of Facebook people in a room. <laughs> Just reading every, reading every comment, comment on Facebook ever. Imagine that. Fuck, it'd be a long day at the office. <laughs> Wouldn't it be? Oh, it'd just be, yeah, mental. You would... I don't think you could do it for eight hours. Just sit there and watch other people's Facebook oh, posts. I'd drive you insane. But yeah, I found that really hard. Or all the people. And speaking of fucking Facebook posts, they would have had to read the one where you tagged me in a fucking Facebook thing because you wanted to win a competition. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you motherfucker. Yeah, I was a foreign. I can't Tattoo. remember. I was too, yeah. <laughs> That's right. So who's the person I know would not get a tattoo? Because we're not even spoken about it. Oh, so it's for you both to get a tattoo? No. No, I don't think so. But oh, think right. You just had to tag someone and all the rest. I thought, yeah. who's never going to even consider a tattoo? I thought, Joe. Yeah. Who's, and I thought, yeah. you're going to laugh. And I just don't care. Like, I just, whatever. And I, But I saw Troy's tag you in a post, and I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> Motherfucker. Just wants to win a competition. Because I never do any of those. No. Those tag competitions. I just don't. Tag a mate, and you could win. But on that one, to be honest, it was more uh, taking the piss out of you. Yeah, scenario. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> the irony wasn't lost. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, what's been going on, son? Well, I've got a little story. <laughs> Is it Is- about a poor mountaineer called Jed? No, it's not. <laughs> My God. Anyone at the age of, what, 35 is like, what? Beverly Hillbillies, nice. motherfucker. Um, went down to Launceston on the weekend. I yes. decided to cruise down and go and see a band. Never heard of the band. Thought I'd go and check them out. Mm-hmm. Live music is live music. Um, Had you spun any of their vinyl? No. didn't. I just knew they were kind of a bit like heavy punk, and I thought, yeah, they're from Hobart. Apparently, they've been around a while. Give it a run. Why not? Um, and So, I got down there. Got the room in the hotel. And with the way that Tasmania is at the moment with the vid, it's probably going to be your last chance to go to a pub for a while. <laughs> once we open the borders on and the 15th. Close everything. Once we open the borders on the 15th, I think that ship might be shut down for a dismidge. Yeah, we'll wait and see what happens. Mm. Mostly Melbourne's going flat out at the moment. Yeah. So they've the, got vid everywhere. Yeah, I think, though, that the, the the little boy can only fit 10 fingers in the dike and this came out a lot dirtier <laughs> than what I meant. But I think that um, – I think that – I think the dam is broken, and I think they're just kind of going, look, fuck, just whatever. That's that's exactly what it is. I think they've got to the point of, ah, just fuck it. We cannot stem this tide anymore. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, went down, um, booked in the hotel room, did all that kind of stuff, went mm-hmm. out and did a little bit of shoppy stuff during the day, and then come back and do what you do. You have a shower, you get changed, ready mm-hmm. to cruise out. Put your dancer pants on. Yep, and as I'm going out the door... Um, I've stepped out the door, and then uh, the door next to me, the next room, mm. um, the door's open. There's a trolley out the front with a couple of boxes on it, and there's mm. a, a woman there, and she's packing this in. She's like, oh, shit, sorry. I'll get this out of the way soon. I'm like, it's all good. I'm not worried about it. it's, it's fine. I just couldn't get around if she was done. So I'm there waiting. had a bit of just chat back and forwards, all the rest of it. And I had this moment. I thought, you're super cute, like really cute. Mm. Like, you know, you have that moment where you see someone instantly, it's like, you know, you're actually really attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get um, it all the time. Yeah, I know you do. Especially <laughs> wearing that hat you've got on at the moment, I too. I know. Yeah. So, anyway, so she's moved that. I've stepped out of the trolley. Then I can get through. Mm. said, see you later. And then I've got, like, about five minutes around the corner where the elevator is, and I've got, you know what? Fucking, I'm going to go and tell her. I'm going to go and tell her. As you do. So, I went around and said, by the way, um, out of left field, but you are super cute. <laughs> And she just looked super at me, cute. Yeah, and she just looked at me and said, I'm not feeling it today. That was kind of a bad hit because she's obviously been working and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, I said, look, um, I'll go now before it gets weird. Um, yes. Have a great night. And I headed off. And I sat in the elevator going down. I'm thinking, fuck, I think that might have been creepy. I think it might have come across as creepy um, because you never really know. But you know, sometimes it's just, you know what, I'm going to go and tell that person. I'm going to do it. Well, what's Look. I haven't been out in the game for quite some time. Decades. Decades. Yeah. So the last time I told a girl she was super cute, she was a girl. <laughs> like, she was a teenager. So, and that was appropriate because I also was a teenager. Yeah, and, and you still know that person quite fondly now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm not sure whether or not women of today like to be called super cute, but maybe they do. Well, I was going to say, I was in intro. I've walked away thinking, ah, oh, might have been a bit creepy. But anyway, so be it. Is what was is. the worst that was going to happen? She goes, fuck off, you perv. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. See you later. I think later. if we hadn't had a little bit of back and forth, um, that would have been, been weird. Like if you just walked past her in the corridor and then went, um, excuse me? <laughs> You're super cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so let You're was, super cute. Yeah, so moved on. Oh, fuck this. <laughs> Moved on, had the night. wasn't the most fantastic night ever. I think I got to a point. The band wasn't that great. I didn't watch the end of it. Yes. Um, Go on and had a few drinks, then started getting to that point. 
probably about 11 o'clock or something. I thought, oh, I'm starting to feel a little bit pissy. Um, might be time to go back and crash. So, Oh, intoxicated, not annoyed. Not annoyed, yeah. No, yeah. I was just, you know, to that point where you start to feel yourself getting towards the drunky stage. Like, yes. okay, night's done. Yep. That'll do. I'm about Time to make a fool of myself. So, wake up this morning, doing all my thing and all the rest of it, blah, blah, packing the bag up, had the shower, this and that. Hmm. And um, I walked out the door, closed the door, and there's a little bit of paper stuck on the side of the door. Is there now? And I thought, I didn't think anything of it, because I thought, oh, maybe the cleaners in the rooms and all the rest of it, maybe they have a couple of things they need to do, so they remind themselves by just going and- I'll put a, I'll put put a, a little marker here, or something on it. Make sure to hose down you yeah. know, the bathroom or yeah, whatever. pretty much. So, I look at this bit of paper- Oh, you've still got this bit of paper. Oh, the inner boy in me is just delighted with this. This is a bit of paper that was sitting on my door, my friend. Holy fuck balls. Now, I'm not going to read all of it. No. You made my day. Thank you. Smiley face. And then her name and then her room number. And then what appears to be the right configuration for a mobile phone number. It is number. a mobile phone number. <laughs> so It's not... One nine hundred mix a lot. It is not <laughs> kick those nasty thoughts. So I did message um, said room twenty three. Yes, and um, and we spent the afternoon up at the gorge, kicking around. I went to City did Park, checked now? out the monkeys, and had a very pleasant. Mister Monkey company, want to play? <laughs> Was um, it Mister Monkey want to play? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> that's one of, there's actually a little baby monkey there at the moment too. It's amazing. Is it? Yeah, oh, it's amazing. Oh, uh, remind me to tell you. a Yes, I'll remember. Fuck, right. I'll remember. <laughs> right, now you do that. So anyway, um, so had a great afternoon. I yeah, that, that to me just reinforces that you never know when you're going to meet people and things are going to happen. Think nothing um, ventured. It nothing works out. Um, she's a, a nurse. Was coming home from Canberra. She only yes. been in Launceston in two weeks. Um, she's on a three month contract, and she's actually living at the hotel. So that work have actually put her up in this room. Oh, that's home. Yeah, that's home for over three months. So, but in the midst of by our walking around and all the rest of it. What we realised was, um, once we did the age game, oh, how old are you? She how thought old I was I? far younger than I am, and yes. I thought she was probably a bit old. So she's uh, late twenties. <laughs> so yes. the age gap then became a thing because I'm. Oh, 48. was it? Yeah. So um, didn't used to, <laughs> but it was a. Um, it was just really, really good afternoon. That's awesome. I've never had someone actually leave a note on a door before with a phone number. That's fantastic. Like, still got game, Joe. You do. Still got it. I tell you what, you're a bit svelte, you know. You put your dancing pants on, you're about to head out for a night in the town. <sighs> Looking the best you possibly could. And then all you did was just pay a compliment. I was living my best nightlife. Well done. <laughs> Good for you, buddy. So it was a nice little confidence booster, mate. And then you had an afternoon with a new friend. Yeah. And it was good. It was fun. Perfect. Yeah. So That's that all- was my day. At what point in time when you were playing the age game, did you decide that you might want to do a Charlie? And just knock an extra well, 10 years off. Yeah, look, you can do that. Yeah. But then but- when you start referencing, you know, um, <laughs> the Bellevue Hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm not really one. I've never, like, lied about age. I guess because at the end of the day, unless you're doing it as, like, a really sneaky thing, mm. you know, to maybe pick up on a night or something, then you're never going to see that person ever again. Mm. Doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah. Um, but if you've got a possibility of thinking, okay, this person actually is interesting. Yes. Pushing about age is a stupid thing to do. Yeah. Well, my wife knows how old I am, so. Does she? Yeah, and she reminds me. (laughs) (laughs) And now my children relentlessly remind me as well. Yeah. So that's that's always interesting. So, yeah. So, it was was just a nice surprise. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Now, you mentioned that you saw cute little 
Ass Monkeys. Oh, mate, this, for anyone that's in the Launceston area or going to Launceston soon, go to the monkey park. There is the cutest mm. little friggin' baby monkey there. I played golf yesterday and saw your most hated animal. Plovers. Yes. Are they an animal? But look at that. Oh, baby one. This was yeah, the so ba- I've small. I've got to say, baby plovers are cute. It couldn't even fly. Super cute. Super cute. <laughs> like, that's like a quail. Like, you could just put that in some sort of red wine sauce, and yep, that would be, be delicious. Slow-cooked. Yeah. Anyway. They are, it's like most things, though, isn't it? Normally, other than humans, mm. the baby versions of animals are really cute. You don't think babies are cute with humans? <sighs> they it's, are, though. It's, it's like a hairless blob. No, Whereas no. Whereas you look at something like a baby plover or a baby wombat. Or a baby possum, or a baby kangaroo. Mm-hmm. And they just, you look at them and think, oh, really? Yeah. Whereas baby humans exist. Small, funny people. No, they make baby, they make babies cute. Do they? So that you want to love them and protect them and look after them. And they make them smell so good. <gasps> it's like you can- Does that say you eat them? No, it's, it, you just want to, <laughs> you really do want to have their life source. Like it's just- <laughs> Oh, make me younger. <laughs> like, you know. Wow. It, it's dark. That got real dark. Yeah. I, I still make can't. Make me younger. <laughs> like, wow, if, if, Joe you could, if you could breathe their life force, it would really be. That's, you're like a, a baby vampire. Yeah, pretty you much. You just want to suck the life out of them. Pretty much. Make you younger. And the chubby little cheeks. Oh, yeah, I just want to eat them like little dumplings. Um, I still, every now, all, every time I see a baby. Amy knows. Well, you just run up and smell, grab it and smell no, it, suck like, the life out of it. We went for breakfast this morning, and she knew immediately her baby had walked in the room because I'm like squirrel. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not a normal human. I'm just no. Most people, most normal people, have an affinity for the babies. Uh, but I played golf yesterday, Mr. Barnes. You did. Uh, we had our work function, um, and quite lovelyly, our uh, my employer said. How about we go play golf at the Launceston Country Club? Not yep. Launceston, Dimport. Um, still, and the, the actual the whole club itself is still pretty much brand new there as well. Yeah, absolutely it's brand only new. What, Twelve months old, and that's where our function was. Yeah, so we had the dinner venue. there, great venue, um, and they said we'll we'll pay green fees. So come out two hours worth of golf. We'll only play nine holes. Yep. The good thing was I got to play golf. The difficulty thing was... You got to play golf? <laughs> no, there was a few people who had never been on a golf course before. Oh, that can be hard. That makes for a very, very long day. Now, we did play in Ambrose. Nine holes feels like 900. It really did. So, I knew going in that we were going to be playing with people who'd never been on a golf course before. Yep. So, I booked and paid the $20 for a cart. Because I knew there'd be a lot of fucking, where are we going to find this ball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a smart move. Yeah, it's not in the You've middle of the fairway. That. Yeah, and I knew there'd be a lot of sitting around or looking for people's lost balls. Yep. I lost one. So It's not a bad day. Not a bad day. Um, but it's a pretty wide open track as well. Yeah, it there's is. Not like it's like front nine or back nine? Front. Yep. Yeah. So it's not like there's, oh, shit, you're in the thick of it here. It's like, oh, well, you know, most of the fairways are only separated yeah, by a row You're not going to find a pygmy tribe that hasn't ever been discovered. By <laughs> no, they time. don't eat plovers and dinosaurs don't <laughs> roam and they still eat missionaries. Um, but it was a good day. My, my four ball, we uh, played an Ambrose and we ended up three over. So we were quite happy. On Here's the thing, though, right? 
Yep. So we had someone who I think is a single digit player. He was the person who was in charge of running it. Yep. Um, he was in charge of doing handicapping. Now it's very hard to handicap players Who've who don't played. play. Yep. Um, and so I think he tried to team people up based on what they said was their level of experience. Now, I unfortunately, we spoke about this last year, was given a very low handicap. Oh, yes, because you did something. I won the closest to the pin at work. I remember that. Which is all it was, was you get given two balls. One is your practice. Yep. And the second one is your real ball. So I hit two golf balls. The first one, I skinnied, and it just went, (laughs) and then the second one, I calmed the fuck down, hit the ball, got a beautiful loft on it, and ended up winning closest to the pin. Yeah. And From you were that named Tiger, I think. Tiger, memory? yes, correct. that's right. Which is what I was called. Oh, here comes Tiger yesterday. <laughs> um, I quickly dispelled all those rumours after my first drive. Um, but we had a good day out. But we got beaten by point two five after handicapping rough. kicked in. Very, very rough. But the team that beat us happened to be the person doing the handicapping. Oh no! Yeah, turn it up. That's. I hate it when people cheat. No, I wouldn't. Look, I'm not going to say cheat, but aspersions were cast. Yes. Aspersions were cast. So, uh, anyway, it but it was a, a nice lo- day too, wasn't it? It was a lovely day on the golf course, slightly overcast, which was good. Yep. Um, and then we went and had a dinner, which was great. And my wife, I managed to get her a gig for the in-house band. Really? So, Amy played my Christmas party. <laughs> um, and everyone came up and let me know that I was punching well above my weight. Because she was all glammed up to perform, and then she was singing and just being her wonderful, awesome self. So, yeah, I was definitely told that fucking what is it? What if you are punching well above your weight? And the only thing I could come back with is I've got a big knob. <laughs> <laughs> and they're pretty much going, oh yeah, no, yeah, no that makes sense. That <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. I love yes. it. Yeah, she she is walking with a limp, so. <laughs> It's, it's this moment where it's like, oh, I'm so glad that Amy does not listen to this podcast. She's never going to listen. No. Yeah. But she knows I say things like that. Well, of course she knows. She, she doesn't agree. married to you for forever. She doesn't agree, but you know, she knows I say things like that. She goes, you could tell them that you're kind and generous and lovely, and I'm like, they wouldn't believe No one's going to believe that. No one's going to believe that. Jeez. I don't believe the big knob story, but at least yeah. it's a conversation ender. Also, it adds a bit of mystery, though, because exactly. you guarantee there's still someone that goes, maybe he does. Yeah. You know? I'll find out tomorrow when we get changed at work whether or not there's any sidewards looks. Uh, now, mate, I've decided that now is the time um, to end out the 1990 student diary for this year. Now, I'm so sad to see the end of this. I know. Look, I can do next week. I've got like I'll, I'll probably read out the birthdays for December, but this is the last page of my 1990 student diary. Wow. Where I've actually got a, a proper space per yeah, I day. There's so many people sad right now. I know the rest of it is is just a simple line of who was born because we didn't have any school. So the leavers dinner or graduation dinner was on Monday the tenth of December. How did that go? Uh, Do you remember? Or were yeah. You too drunk? No, no. <laughs> Shit faced. Shit faced. I believe the person who I took was a girl by the name of Lani. Can I just say because um, it's been oh, was um, the surf club. It's been that. A penguin surf club, sorry. Yeah, it's been that kind of a time of year again at the moment where 
um, people are going out and they're in their dresses and they're getting the photos mm. with the cars and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, classic cars. It's been all over the place. And you see a few of these photos come up because the, the parents are posting photos of their kids. Yeah. And, you know, the, of the other kids. Their Little Johnny and Jenny, congratulations yeah. on completing year 12. But I've got to say, one of the things that I find really funny when we look back mm. to when we left. Yes. Any of those photos, you look back and think, oh, geez, the, the suits and the dresses were atrocious. We look back at oh, those they old really photos. Were. They were terrible. Mind you, I would say that I could probably still wear what I wore to my leavers dinner. Anywhere now to a black tie affair, and I wouldn't be mocked relentlessly because okay. I just chose a black suit with right a bl- black bow tie. Yep, like tuxedo is a classic look. Yeah, that's all it True. is. James Bond. James Bond. Yeah. He's been making it work for four hundred exactly. years. So, <laughs> mind you, the resemblance between me and Daniel Craig stops there. Oh, <laughs> you know what though? Because he doesn't have a big knob. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, so all the, the dresses and stuff like that were terrible. Um, you know what? They haven't improved that much. I've seen no. some photos where you're looking at it and you think, you're going to be really saddened in a few years' time when you look back and think, really, I wore that? What friends do I have that didn't pull me aside and went, fuck no, don't wear that shit? <laughs> <laughs> Even, um, and I get, look, oh, Got to be really careful how you put this one across. Mm. I understand that, you know, it's your body and you can do whatever you want with it. Yes. Um, but I'm just going to say to people, especially the female variety, mm. wear to your size. Mm. Don't just, it's, you're going to regret it. Gonna you know what? It. If you feel comfortable no, and that's look, what you want to wear, fine. But I can tell you now, oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> just be thankful it wasn't the 80s where it was a big hair contest. Oh, yeah. But I will say, though, there's some money spent on. Dresses and oh, shit, and that son. Kind of stuff now, my yeah. golly gosh. It's not the old spurling formal hire. <sighs> no. People are paying bank. Do you even hire a suit anymore anywhere? Do they still do that? Yeah. Because you don't hear about suit hire and dress hire and that much anymore these days. When was the last time you ever felt the need to hire well, a suit? That's right. I, I don't normally. No, but you own a suit. Hmm. Or suit, sir. Hmm. I remember we got invited to, here we go, name dropping, uh, <laughs> Raylene Boyle. Ah, ex-Olympian? Correct. Her 50th birthday, which I attended at the Crown Palladium. Oh, really? Uh, And a little guy by the name of John Howard was also in attendance. He wasn't in the Olympics. No, he wasn't. He was ex-former Prime Minister. Um, It was a charity gala. Charity gala for Raylene Boyle's 50th birthday, and the upshot was the company that my wife worked for was the sponsor. Of said event. Yep. So we got a Guernsey simply because, you know, there was 500 people. Fantastic. It doesn't make it sound as intimate as I, you know, once pumped it Yeah. But so I looked at going, oh, I need a tuxedo because it was a black tie affair. I actually ended up paying double for the tuxedo, what I would have cost to hire it, and bought one. Yeah, okay. And then I went, well, if I wear it twice. twice it's paid for itself. It's paid for itself. And I probably wore it five times. Oh, Before I sized out of it. Really good investment. That's what I thought. I saved myself some money. <laughs> but once again, it was I chose a tuxedo, which is black jacket, black yeah. pants, white shirt. It doesn't go out of style. It doesn't age. And if you can get a boy in a suit, that's pretty much you've done. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be cool. And we don't give a shit if that's the same suit we wore 15 weddings in a no, row. No, it doesn't matter. I remember Amy and I, we had, she had two or three dresses and I had. One suit with 
two different shirts. And for our 20s, that was our wedding outfits. Yep. And that's all we wore. So there's all these photos of us at other people's weddings and we're basically wearing the same palette. <laughs> well, why not, though? Yeah. So I heard there was a, an actress here only a couple of days ago that got pulled up on social media because she wore a dress to an awards night hmm. that she'd worn to another event somewhere like How the year dare prior. she? How dare she? How dare she? Imagine being in a, a situation where every event you go to, new you've clothes. got to have a new clothes every single time. Yep. I mean, for me, I'm like, okay, I've, I've got like my favourite going out shirt. Yes. Oh, don't we all? <laughs> you know, so that's kind of the normal one that works. Yeah, this is the one that pulls. Yeah. So you have a note that validates exactly, that. Exactly, and I was wearing that shirt. Fucking, it's yeah. a winner. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it makes an effort to do a different outfit every time. Every time. Otherwise, people are like, oh, no, she's wearing the same thing. It's like, fuck off. Exactly. It looks amazing. Look. Fucking wear it again. Maybe if you're a, a fashion designer- there might be an expectation that you change it up a bit more regularly because that's your job. Because you've got to be top of brand and all that kind of fun exactly. stuff. Exactly. But none of the guys that go to all these awards dinners who rock up in their tuxedo get hammered. No. It's the same fucking tuxedo we wore at this. Yeah, no, it's very much a fair At the Met Gala. <laughs> anyway, back to uh, yeah, diary. the school diary. Yeah. Uh, Otis Redding. We don't get the diary ended. Exactly. Otis Redding died in 1967 on the 10th. Uh, Sam Cook also died in 1964 on the 11th. Um, I yeah, had to get just my negative to finish the year. Yeah, off. I know. On the day that Frank Sinatra was born in 1915, which was the 12th, I had to pick up my results. I don't know what they were. I don't know what the question was. Um, on Thursday the 13th, Saturday Night Fever premiered in 1977. December 14th saw Mike Scott from Waterboys, born in 1958. Oh, no socks himself, Mr. Don Johnson, was born on... <laughs> no socks, Don. <laughs> no socks, Don, was born in 1958 on the 15th, and Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas, was released in 1984. Wow, I had that, that on vinyl. huge back then. I had that on vinyl. Now, Mr. Barnes, I brought extra props I did this evening. Got- I brought extra props. Now, like a, a thing. That was, that was when I finished grade 10... But what I'm showing you here is a backpack I made at high school in about the same year. You made it. I made this backpack. I sewed this up in sewing class. It's a shit one. Why have you still got it? I have my diary from 1990 and you're asking why I keep shit. Yeah, it's a dumb question, isn't it? The thing that's inside the backpack is what you're really going to ask me why I kept. Okay, right. So... We've so just, this isn't the exciting part? Oh, it might be. Depends on how this goes. Right-o. So this was the the countdown to me ending grade 10. Yes. What I have in this backpack is what happened when I left grade 6. Oh, God. What do you think I have in this here? When you left grade 6? Grade 6. I have no idea. What was the tradition of the last day of school? You probably get a, say, have a, like a sundial that everyone signs or something? A sundial, but that was in high school. High school, yep. So in grade six, we didn't have a sundial. So what would I have gotten signed? Oh, what would I have gotten signed? It would have been a book of some kind, a what photo, is, maybe. What is, I don't know. <laughs> or was or, it? Or what was it? Or was it? Oh, shit. My school shirt. Of course. That's right. We used to do that, didn't we? Now, look how small I was. Holy shit. grade six. Wow. (laughs) Look at the small child there. 
To Joe, good so luck next year from no way no Gene. You fit in that. Look at that. Now, it has been slightly water damaged on the side that you were looking at. There's a lot of stuff on there. Ann Howard, miss you. Well done. Good luck, Joe. There's lots of good luck. Lots of congratulations. <laughs> That's what a lot f- of good luck. People thought people must have been thinking you're in for a bad run. That's what friends are for. Kylie T. I don't know who Kylie T was. Um, Greg, for Aileen, good, good luck. Times. Fucking hell. How awesome is that though? I can't so in nineteen nineteen eighty six, my size for shirt was a size ten. <laughs> it's like a size two. It does, doesn't it? That's how small it was. I felt very loved when I actually found this. Oh, JM for AT. <gasps> I don't know who AT is. <laughs> anyway, so I thought I found that because I was going through just... a box today and I thought, wow. Actually, no, I found it a couple of weeks ago and I thought, no, I'll keep it for today. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> that's hilarious. Marcus, Ingrid, you're all there. Have fun next year. I forgot that we used to do that. Sign your T-shirt. So I think leavers, you're already done for the year. And if you're in school, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. But that's a tradition that we used to do back in the day. Oh, they probably signed the dresses now. You're going to go and pay $4,000 for a dress and then you sign it everywhere. Yeah, well, Fantastic. that was my school shirt. It wasn't my leavers dinner, <laughs> my leavers dinner outfit. You know, uh, up the ante, kids these days. And someone's even... Peter Robertson signed under the collar. Well done, Pete. Nice. You bloody legend. In disguise. Yes. And Minnie was here, apparently. Who the hell's Minnie? I don't know. I don't Some know. sort of mouse. <laughs> um, ooh. Have fun with the girls for 97. Jason, yeah, I will. For 97? Yeah, well, because I finished in grade eight, grade 86. So, 87, sorry, 87. I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Lucio signed it, love, uh, 86, 1986. Good job. Anyway, it's fucking random shit that Joe finds. Yeah, it's fucking, that's freaking me out how tiny that shirt is, Joe. <laughs> Fat guy in a little coat. Yeah, I'm not going to ask you to try and put it on. I might get Jake to put it on, though. Yeah, that'll work. He'd fit his size 10. <laughs> hey, boy, do you want to put my school shirt on from grade six? It's not weird at all. But that's what size he's in. Yeah. And he's only in grade three. He's not three. there. <laughs> <laughs> he's only in grade three. You were a small kid. Though. I was quite lithe yeah. and small. That all fucking changed, didn't it? <laughs> anyway. We all grow up eventually. We do. We do, we do, we do. So that's what I had, mate. What else is going on in your world? Well, <laughs> I mean, you've gone from all that fun stuff about living life and, you know, it's all about, you know, school and youth and going forward. Yes. Have you heard about the um the 3D printed suicide pods in Switzerland. <laughs> no. Have a look at this. I'm just going to show you a photo. Mm. Have a look at that little sucker there. Oh, that looks cool. That looks like you're going to cryogenesis, yeah. cryostasis when you're on your trip to Mars. It, looks, it does look like a um, some sci-fi traveling gizmo. Yeah, you go in that and... Yeah, a little bit like in Aliens and stuff where they come they, out of it and it just opens yeah, up. They and, put you in stasis and then six months later you wake up and... Yeah, and you've only... You haven't aged. Your body hasn't aged at all. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So they got these. So this guy's brought this out. So they're actually they're done with a three D printer. Mm. So you can actually do your own. Excellent. Um, but it's just 
they're about to release these over there now. And I just looked at it and thought, it's it's just a strange thing. So the way they work is that apparently it puts a different, um, it replaces the oxygen in the tank mm. or in the in the queue in the the pod you're in capsule capsule, um, and then after about ten minutes your life is then extinguished and all the rest of it. Uh, but you've got to operate, turn it on yourself in the pod so no one else can help you because it's got to be the whole idea of these things is that you've got to be able to do it all yourself. So the so it, sorry it. Removes the oxygen. Yeah, replaces the oxygen oxygen with something else. Right. So you presumably so you just drift off into the ether. Yeah, you just knock and then you out your and body then. just can't function anymore. Yeah, and then it's gone. Uh, and there's also a basically an execute button, no pun intended, <laughs> where it's like, no, I don't want to do this. Oh, the actually, abort button. You can jump out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So you got that there, but I'm just looking at it thinking, it's just it looks ridiculous, but. Apparently, can you um, then be using that? Does it double up as a coffin? No, I don't think so. It could do though. That'd look really well, cool. That would be the perfect use for it because otherwise you're going to have to be taken out of that. It then becomes a single use item. It's not like, oh, my father killed himself and passed this down to me, and I'm going to kill myself with it, and this is what my son's <laughs> going to kill himself with. It's not a hereditary. Like it's not something no, you pass down. Not really. But um, but it works out that assisted suicide in Switzerland is legal. Okay. And about 1,300 people have died in that way in 2020 in Switzerland. 1,300. 1,300 people. Assisted suicide. That's probably more than the vid. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, for anyone that, I mean, I don't want to kind of get dark on this because you could go down the whole topic of assisted suicide and for medical reasons and blah, blah, blah and all the rest of it. But um, if anyone wants to have a look at it, jump on and just look for um, Suicide Pod Switzerland. And have a look at this thing. It actually looks like it looks cool. You want one in your lounge. <laughs> it certainly does look like it's some sort no, of No, I, I wouldn't want to use it for the suicide way. Um, but it'd be great if you just watching telly or something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um They just How many did you say? Thirteen hundred. What? Thirteen hundred people died using one of these. Uh, not using one of those. Or no. using uh, assisted suicide. Assisted suicide in two thousand twenty. Ten percent of how many people have Passed away in Sweden due to the vid. Really? Yeah, which is about 15,000. There you go. <laughs> so. And that was China assisted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well done, China. Good job. That's um, that's really morbid that yeah, it's you're just... going to have to be pretty committed to the cause to 3D print it. It kind of makes you wonder, though. I mean, yeah, you need a decent printer. Like you're not, you're, you're not, not just going to use that in the office at Harvey's. <laughs> no, you're just not. Um, so you know, you're not just going to do it yourself. Well, well, obviously that's unless the reason why you do it. Unless you've got to afford a hell of a big printer, though. I reckon your most expensive part of it is then, or is it like a Meccano set where you print off panel A and panel B, and then and you just it's click like, it all together? Well, it's fucking IKEA. <laughs> so <laughs> the IKEA Death Pod. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it really is? Did you check that it's not Ikea? No, I don't think it's Ikea. It's not the Ikea death pod? I, I really don't think it is. You get a special little Allen key? I'm, 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 <laughs> I don't think you put it together with an Allen key. <laughs> but I, I, I just find it amusing that, um, that they're making something like this look really funky. Why wouldn't like, you? Look cool. Death hasn't doesn't have to be daggy. <laughs> death doesn't have to Is that the, the tagline they use? Yeah. Death doesn't have to be daggy. daggy. 
<laughs> your suicide, or suicide pod, suicide assistant, suicide pod. Yeah, it's like Suicide Squad, only it's and a it's bit pod. of a, the Suicide Pod. Yeah, so you can so. get Harley Quinn printed on it and all that kind oh, of fantastic. stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Suicide Pods, but it looks like a spaceship. It really does look like something out of a sci-fi thing where you go into a cryo-frozen status. It came up on. On Facey, and I was, you know, you scroll through looking at stuff. What is your fucking search history where that comes um, up? It was actually on ABC um, News. Oh, okay. So that's why. So they'd actually put it up. But all I do is scrolling through and saw mm. the photo. I thought, oh, that's cool. That looks great. I check it out. I looked and went, suicide bot. <laughs> Hang that's on not a what minute. I expected. Um, yeah. So there you go. Wow. Now, we did talk about your um, love connection or potential love connection coming up earlier, and I did ask you the question of whether or not you had thought about de-aging yourself. Okay. Did you hear about a Missouri mum who's facing some jail time? No. Okay. So, uh, Laura. Uh, I'm sure it isn't in South America. <laughs> it, mm, Mexico? No, Mexico's not South America. No. <laughs> anyway, no, yeah. this is not right. South it's America. It's not South America news. This is, this is America. Right. It really is right America. On. So Laura America. Oglesby decided at 48 that, you know what? I want to get back in the game. Good I want on. to relive my youth. Great job. But I'm 48 and it's a bit hard to do that. So I've got an estranged daughter who I don't see very often, hence mm-hmm. the estranged bit. I know. I might just assume her identity. Oh, no. So, uh, her daughter, while she was 43, was 21 years younger than her at age 22. So, she applied to uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles and got a driver's license. Oh, shit, really? So, she went all the way. Well, she got the birth certificate and then presented that as her own. Does she look anything like her daughter? If she she wants some similarities, surely. Well, she obviously does look similar to her daughter. Mm. It looks like the years have not been kind to a 22-year-old. <laughs> yeah. But for 43, you go, yeah, I get that. Like, you could pass for late 30s even. right? 22 is a stretch, but if she... And it appears that she really went all out with hair, makeup, clothes... Right. ...to be hip to the groove. It's a hell of a midlife crisis. Yeah. And then she went... Well, fuck, I really enjoyed my 20s. So she went and got herself a driver's license, which is fine. Um, and then she got the clothing, and that was fine. And then she thought, well, oh, maybe no. I could just go back to school. <laughs> fuck off. Why? So she enrolled at the local university, picked herself up a student loan. <laughs> um, Where is said daughter? Through all estranged. This. So said daughter didn't know. And so she just got everything sent to her home, which was fine. Yep. And then uh, she enrolled at university at the Southwest Baptist University in Missouri, y'all. That'd be my choice. Isn't it just? And while she was there at university, she obviously started a social media, a bit of Instagram, used a lot of youth style filters, little cute noses and bunny ears and all that kind of stuff. Found young men who were quite interested in women, (laughs) and she made herself available to them. Mm -hmm. Now, they didn't know that the woman that they were sleeping with was in her early 40s. They thought she was in her early 20s. Um, But apparently, 
she went, what was it? Uh, she, something would have to come unstuck eventually. Um, so she was using, and she racked up a credit card to her daughter's name. I feel these things are slightly legal, just yeah. a little bit. Well, that's the problem. She's getting done for fraud. Yeah, identity I'm fraud. I'm trying to, I'm, exactly. I'm trying to find out, though. She received financial aid of about nine and a half grand, uh, federal student loans. She got grants. Um, but then someone kind of went, well, hang on, you're, you're not her. Like, I know <laughs> her, and that's not you. And so that's where it went back to the yep. daughter, and then it all became unraveled, and police arrived, and yeah, that was her midlife crisis, trying to be a 22-year-old. And she lived it, got away with it for a smidge. Why couldn't she just buy a new car or something, or go on a holiday? Like, oh, she even got a social security you know, number. Have sex with the golf pro. I don't know, whatever you women do when you have your midlife crisis yeah. things. But it looks like she has to pay all the money back in her loans, and then potentially will- um, A little bit of jail time? Oh, they're not saying jail time, but it's possible. But it doesn't tell me how she got pinged. I think it was just one of those, I don't think that you are the thing. And and her whole backstory was the reason why she ended up in this area was because she was running away from domestic violence. Okay. And that's why she you know didn't have contact with her old life and all that kind of stuff. And it was just- She did some thinking about it then. Yeah. It's a bit bit psycho though. Like if I'm, if I'm honest- A little that's bit crazy? A little bit cray cray. Not as crazy though- as my next young lady. Now, um, you've had girlfriends in the past. And, <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah. And um, those relationships have ended. Have you had any really weird behavior where someone's like, I really want to get back with you and, you know, start sending you body parts of animals or, or anything like that? <laughs> um, no, actually. No. no, not yet. Okay. So here we go. There's a woman... <laughs> Um, body parts of animals Yeah, no, she didn't send body parts of animals She broke up with a boyfriend Right And she didn't take the breakup as well as perhaps he did He moved on So he broke it up, obviously, by the I believe way. so um, So there was a lady who decided to try and make her ex-boyfriend a smidge on the jealous side And try and win him back So if you were trying to win back a, a lost lover Yep What sort of things that you think you might do to make them a little bit pangs of jealousy, a bit, oh, I could have had that, what should I, like, I might want to try and get back with that person. What are the things that you might think you might want to do? Well, I mean, the normal stuff would be, I mean, social media these days. Yeah. You want to have photos of you with that person. Looking and you'd always want to look great, look happy. Yeah. And, you know, you want to have comments like, I've never been so happy. I never thought I could find this in my life. Tropical locations, you know, perhaps. Just, you know, anything that just makes it look as though you are just living the best life possible with this new person who is the love of your best life. Yep. Mm. What did she do? She decided to fake her own wedding. Fake her own wedding? She hired a photographer. Holy shit. She bought a dress. She shared videos on TikTok about her special day, thinking this was the thing that would win her lost love back. That No, that's fully cray-cray. Oh, it just is. Um, She paid... $2,960 $2,960 Imagine being the photographer To stage her own to, wedding To do a fake wedding Yeah um, And the thing is It's like well, If you're married Maybe that says you might be off the market <laughs> 
little bit. Like maybe an engagement might be a thing that kind of, oh, I got engaged, but I'm not yeah, sure. Exactly. And, and it's kind of, you know, okay, they're not married yet. I've still got time. Is he the one? Question mark. Might be, you know, that leaving the door slightly wide yeah. open. But wedding. Wedding, bouquet, wedding dress, photographer, even paid a person to fill in as her new oh, fake husband for the photos. And what happened after? So, why is this a, a media thing? Like, what happened afterwards? Well, she got sprung on TikTok that, no, you're not fucking married. <laughs> and then she had to kind of fess up that she staged it all to try and win oh, back this lost love. Who, no surprises, Troy, didn't go back to her. Really? I think he worked out that she was a whole lot of rule number one. <laughs> That's a lot of effort, though. It is a lot of effort. And I'm not sure that that was probably the best tact. <laughs> I don't think so at all. Maybe maybe find out what you think he likes. Maybe drop into his DMs with a couple of saucy pics or... Oh, saucy ones, eh? Or Uber Eats him his favourite meal. Because you don't want to be the person who rocks up on his doorstep with his favourite meal. No. Five nights a week. Yeah, no. No, it's not going to work. <laughs> no. But a random Uber Eats, oh, wrong delivery. Oh, well, fuck, I love this food and... Then drop into the DMs. I don't know how you win back a lost love. But you don't think a wedding? I don't think a wedding for me would be the thing that would... Imagine uh, organising a fake wedding. Having that conversation with the actor. Yeah. Saying, I'm faking a wedding. Or do you say, oh, it's just a photo shoot, blah, blah, blah. But you've got to keep the photographer and the groom because the photographer would be like the groom, oh, congratulations. (laughs) Not my fucking (laughs) wife, mate. I'm, I'm just a paid actor. I'm just doing doing my job. Not my monkeys, not, not my circus. circus. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I actually wouldn't do that. Wow. No, that was, um, it's bizarre. But she got over 147,000 likes on TikTok, so. Fuck. Fucking TikTok. Actually, I, I'm not on TikTok. I haven't really looked at TikTok. Here's the funny thing is, the worst part, for me. he watched my story and didn't reach out. No. <laughs> No surprises. I reckon that might point to the reason why you're still single. <laughs> Love. How long were they together for, does it say? Um, no, it doesn't say. Because that would change the the tact, I guess. If they were together at like a couple of months, I'd be thinking, you know, because you're putting in a lot of work for someone that obviously wasn't meant to be with you. Yeah. If they've been together for years... Then you think also, okay, I know this person really well, so I know a wedding is going to be the thing that brings them back. Mm. But it's not going know. to be the Julia Roberts four weddings and a funeral thing where, you know, he comes in and they run away. Oh, sorry, runaway bride. You know, <laughs> four weddings, weddings funeral, different. Funeral. No, runaway yeah. bride where, you know, she ends up running away at the altar sort yeah. of thing. Like, <laughs> sort of missed the boat on that one. Yeah, no. You can do anything on social media now, though. You really can. You just can because people will just fucking believe it. Mm. <laughs> anyway, crazy people. It is. Doing crazy things. You got any crazy people doing crazy things? I really don't. Actually, there is one thing I will bring up, and I found it before. Um, did you know that we're getting a black box in Tasmania? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anybody else. <laughs> Not that black box from the nineties. Not the band. Not the band. Okay. Um, yeah, a band pop group. Pop group. Is a bit um, no, it's actually a big. It looks like a. I'm going to show. Is you that how we're going to survive the apocalypse? Well, look at it. See that. Basically, just wrapping Tasmania in a black box 
which is no, like the, the flight one from an airline. airline. So what's happening is um, there's going to be one of these in Tasmania and it's mm. going to record all the information about climate change and all the rest. Okay. Uh, and also other information from around the world. It's a huge database, essentially. Okay. Yep. So that if, if we fuck everything up completely... Yes, there'll be a record a of how we did it. There'll be a record of how we did it. And this thing, apparently the, the metal it's encased in is seven and a half centimetres thick. That's pretty thick. So it's going to be protected by pretty much fucking anything. Mm. Then how um, are the people from the future going to get into it, Troy? <laughs> <laughs> there is obviously a way you can get into it. <laughs> What's the code? Zero, 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 zero. <laughs> One, two, three, four. But it's, um, but it's going to just be set. I think it's going to be down the West Coast somewhere. It's um, it's ten meters. Oh, it's going to be stolen for it's sure. It's ten by four by three meters, so it's fairly big. It's massive, and it's just going to look like this kind of bit of a crazy, like monolith, just kind of there in the middle of nowhere. Some sort of abstract art that you'd see in an inner city suburb yeah, somewhere. Pretty much, mm. yeah. So they might think it's just bloody um, Mona all over again. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, in Tasmania though, which is impressive. And these are obviously things that are going all over the globe. Um, I believe there's going to be a couple of them. I've met something like two or three. Um, and obviously the reason why they're calling it a black box is like the flight recorder. Yeah, pretty much. Which obviously we know is an Australian invention. It is. Hmm. So And not black. It's designed that if everything went shit, <laughs> this would survive. Great. Same as a, the black box in the aeroplane. Aeroplane can crash. Yes. The black box gives us all the information about why it crashed in theory. But if there is a nuclear apocalypse where we start a war with some foreign country and the bombs go off. I reckon that's probably going to be a bit of a giveaway of how the fucking society ended. You reckon? Yeah, we may yeah. not need the black box to go. And I mean, we're not. We saying, should have gone to the Olympics. We're not saying it is China. <laughs> no, <laughs> could be. It could be. It could be Uncle you know, Vlad. <laughs> they just—they seem to be just crabby with everyone lately. Yeah, I think there's a lot of the bony finger of blame being pointed at them for the current pandemic, and I think they just have had it up to pussy's bow, and they're just enough. Like. Fucking stop blaming us. It's not about who did right or wrong. It's about moving forward, Troy. That's what it is. <laughs> Fair enough. It's not a he said, she said. <laughs> right. So to give you an idea, so the two types of data it collects, mm-hmm. this is actually interesting. Uh, it's uh, measurements of land and sea temperatures, mm-hmm. um, ocean um, acidification, mm-hmm. atmospheric 201, 201, fucking CO2. <laughs> <laughs> 201 come <laughs> Oh, oh, that Dick Slessy has kicked in, hasn't oh, it? Oh, I seriously shouldn't have had such a late night last night. Um, extinction of species. Yes. Um, land use changes and things like population and, and also military spending and energy consumption, which I think is interesting. So that's one type. That's one lot. What they report. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and then the other um, is data like um, newspaper headlines, social media posts, um, key events like conferences and you know, climate change conferences, that kind of thing, and all the rest of it. The Greta so, Thunberg so it's basically, speeches. Yeah, it's exactly the whole collection. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, and it's in this indestructible box, basically, that it have solar panels that will keep it going, and people can jump in and get the information from it whenever they need. And Question, how long do you think it's going to be before the good people of the West Coast go, fucking challenge accepted? <laughs> to try and get it. If anyone could get in there. It'd be the West, West Coast. Uh, they won't get in. They'll just steal it. It'll just be sitting in Take Barry's front thing. yard. It'll be like the castle all over again <laughs> where they steal the gates. <laughs> you yeah. go down to Main Street and Zine and there it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's how it's going to happen. And it's been tagged. 
Barry was here. I believe it's going to be like smack in the middle of nowhere where you can't even get to it. I assume it'll probably be fucking like they chop it in or something. Well, I reckon you'll be able to get to it because I could have put it there. And it's going to need a data connection. Yeah, not let it. Well, how are they going to get all this data on financial military spending? Well, I and- dare say it'd be set up like with solar panels and all that kind of bullshit. I reckon mm-hmm. it'd be just. It's like Beam a bloody, it in through the solar it's rays. Like, it's like a bloody. It's a Wi-Fi setup. Okay, it won't connect with the cable. Have you been to the west coast and tried to get coverage <laughs> down there? I think you're going to need. It's not going to take a lot of work with a protractor to try and work out. It's going to need to be close to a telephone tower. Yeah, look, you know, phone to phone. Phone to phone. It's got paired it's Bluetooth connection. <laughs> Bluetooth connection. Yeah, that'd work. So I reckon it's definitely only going to be on three G if it's the west coast. So. Hopefully, it's not going to be trying to store a lot of data. Oh, it's going to be a fair bit. Mm. Mind you, West Coast, not known for its solar efficiency either. Gets a bit wet and murky down there. Fucking you just missed the negative, aren't you? Well, I'm Mr. just thinking, negative. why would you put it in the West Coast? Is it their t- new tourist attraction? Actually, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we go see the black box, Dad? <laughs> exactly. Come on, boy. Off we go. We're going to camp at the black box. Strangely enough, though, this one's the same as the airplane uh, black boxes. Mm. Not black. No. <laughs> you know, none of them are. Why so, would you? Like, just, just call it a box. Just call it a box. Yeah. And you really should have a button on the outside so it does play. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know anybody else. My box were pretty big back in the 90s. Weren't they ever? Mm. The amount of times I was up on a podium at Bayview shaking what my <laughs> mama gave me. <laughs> Wearing your grade six shirt. Wearing my grade <laughs> pair of overalls. <laughs> my Stussy Knowledge is King hat. <laughs> oh, Christ. Thank How God good was that? Have gone. No, come on, bring back the eighties, nineties, nineties. Ah, look, they're okay. Yeah, they're pretty good. Mm. Um, well, roadies, thank you very much. Um, we look forward to seeing you for our Christmas spectacular uh, next week. Um, we will actually be doing a bit of a an unusual one. We will actually release next week's episode on Christmas Day. It's about the first time ever. Not on a Monday. That we haven't released on a Monday. Yeah, so we'll be releasing on the, I think it's a Saturday, it's Christmas Day. Yeah, I think it is. So when you wake up, you know, get the family around the Christmas tree, open a new podcast by the South Road Boys, and then tell the kids, I'm sorry, it's been a bit inappropriate, we've cancelled Christmas. (laughs) Um, So that's going to be our Christmas gift for you. No podcast next Monday. Next Saturday, Christmas Day, is when our offering will be given to you. So. (laughs) So special. Isn't it just? Mm. And, um, yeah, hopefully it's not going to be a shit Christmas. <laughs> we'll be if you listen to us. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, roadies, thank you so much. Uh, I'm Joe. I'm Troy. And we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are.